What's up? This is Dominique Bomonte, and you are listening to Season with Salt, the podcast. Okay, hear me out. Adam and Eve are in the garden. They are in love. They are married. They are one. The Bible says in Genesis, the third chapter in the sixth verse, that Eve sees that the fruit is good. She sees, she sees that it is pleasant to the eye, and she understands that it has the capacity to make her even more wise So she takes the fruit and she eats it and then she gives it to her husband and then he eats too. Now the seventh verse says that when their eyes were both open and they knew that they were naked, that they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves an apron. They made themselves an apron. So the product of their decision exposed them to what it feels like to be embarrassed. That's right. The first people to ever make a decision jointly that resulted in wrongdoing show us what to to do when we are embarrassed. They sew fig leaves together to cover up. Then the Bible says in the eighth verse, that they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of day. And Adam and his wife, again, they've already hid their bodies with fig leaves. Then they hide themselves from the presence of the Lord amongst the trees in the garden. So they've covered themselves in fig leaves. And when they recognize the voice of the Lord, they attempt to hide themselves from the Lord by hiding in the trees in the garden. And so here's what the Lord says. He calls to Adam and says unto Adam, where are you? Now, we must not assume that God didn't know where they were, but he's asking them specifically so that he can address something that is he is seeing happen. And, and, and verse 10 says, and he said, I heard thy voice. This is Adam. I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. So, number one, I became conscious of my embarrassment, so I covered myself in fig leaves. Then, when I heard your voice, when I heard your voice in the garden, I became afraid because I realized that I was naked, and so I hid myself. So Adam says, we realized that we were naked. So God is like, well, wait a minute. Like, how do you know that you were naked? I never told you anything about being naked. How did you decide to clothe yourself? And so then Adam says, well, what had happened was, This woman that you gave me, she ate, and then I ate. Okay, okay. So put all that in the parking lot. Put Genesis, the third chapter, verses 7, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, in the parking lot. We will come back to that. What does this have to do 
with Derek Jackson and his wife. Let me read a quote that Derek Jackson's wife shared in defense of her visual representation in videos that she made following the video where her husband confesses infidelity. This is what she says. She says, you see a bonnet, I see the helmet of salvation. You see an army green shirt, I see the breastplate of righteousness. I see the belt of truth and the sandal of peace, the, the sword of spirit, which is the word of God, and the shield of faith. And I've come to the battleground covered in the blood of Jesus to proclaim victory over sin. Okay, let's go back to Adam and Eve. What do Adam and Eve share with us about the culture of shame? Three things. Number one, shame makes us cover up. Two, shame makes us hide. And finally, shame makes us deflect. So how do we cover up? Adam and Eve cover themselves in fig leaves. And they do that when they become aware of the fact that they have been exposed. The problem is that the person that has exposed them can see beyond their cover-up. A cover-up in this sense is when we find things to cover us up that provide us this false sense or temporary sense of security. What do we do in these situations? We quote scriptures out of context. We create false narratives that we think people will buy into because they're believable. We use words and symbols to substitute our true thoughts and feelings. We use our imagination and our resources to make people feel like we are happy or whole or secure. Then we hide. That's number two, we hide. What does it mean to hide? To put or to keep out of sight, to conceal from view or the notice of others. When Adam and Eve, when they knew that they were being addressed by God, the Bible says that they hid behind a tree. Hiding is running away from accountability. Hiding is using props or ideas or systems to avoid the truth of our situation. And hiding is not always about um, the absence of visibility because we know how to hide and be visible. How do we do that? We remove the reality of our reality from, from plain view, but we're still present. We hide behind clothes right? Fashion. We hide behind careers. Some of us hide behind church roles, community roles, political roles. We hide behind causes. We hide around uh, or, or behind political ideologies. We hide because hiding is often easier than admitting that we have made a mistake or admitting that somebody made a mistake 
and cause us to be in the situation that we're in. And then lastly, we deflect. What does it mean to deflect? To cause something to change direction by interposing something. How does Adam do that? Adam says, God, this woman you gave me, as soon as God calls him to the mat, rather than saying, I did it, he says, no, this woman that you gave me, and what has to say, if you wouldn't have given her to me, or if she wouldn't have done what she did, then I wouldn't have done what I did. We reroute conversations so that we don't have to focus on the role that we played in getting to the space that we're in. Deflection can mean that we aren't responsible for what we are responsible for. And so what am I trying to say? What's the conclusion of the matter? That the culture of shame is that we cover up, we hide and we deflect. How do we undo that? How do we heal from shame? How do we get out of a cycle of shame where we're always in it? I think the first thing that we have to do is we have to be honest with ourselves. We have to be honest about our feelings. We have to be willing to talk to God truthfully and honestly about what we are experiencing. We have to take responsibility for what we can take responsibility for and then not own what we cannot take responsibility for. We also need to pursue counseling. There's nothing wrong with seeing a therapist. It's not ungodly to see a therapist, right? If you want to interrupt this culture of shame. Because a lot of us, like, we don't realize that the culture of shame that we have is generational, right? Like, where we learn how to deal with shame from our parents and our grandparents and our great-great-grandparents. Look at this first example in the Bible, right? where the first humans on earth, like not knowing anything about how to exist, like built this culture of shame that to this day we are still involved in. But I think we can heal from, 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 from this. I think we can reinvent how we deal with shame, right? I think we can reinvent how we respond to bad decision-making, whether it's bad decisions that we have made or others have made that impact us. So I wanna pray. Father, we thank you for helping us to see that we have the power to interrupt the culture of shame. Father, we want to acknowledge the fact that God, you heal and that you make us whole. We want to acknowledge the fact that you give us resources that are at our disposal that we can pursue so that we can be whole in you. We thank you for therapists and for confidants that we can express our feelings to, that we can uh, share things out loud for the purpose of healing. We thank you for spiritual leaders that can expose areas in our life where we haven't been completely honest, where we haven't taken our burden to you. And Father, most of all, we thank you for the grace and the privilege that you were giving us to undo the culture of shame, but also not to create it for others. 
We thank you and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Season with song.